welcome to the next episode of Highway to Holiness. I am so excited that you're here and want to learn more about the Holy Spirit. Today we are going to be discussing what exactly is the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm going to start off by saying that the Bible Project makes a great video um, explaining what the Holy Spirit is in a new way that you might not have thought or heard of before. So definitely check out Bible Project and the Holy Spirit video. So let's dive right in. We are going to be looking at John 14 first, where Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit. This is before he dies. So um, he says in Acts, I'm going to read this to you real quick, Acts 1, 8. Um, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And after he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. So Jesus says that to the disciples um, right as he's about to ascend into heaven, after he's died, rose again, and... Um, yeah, he goes up into heaven after he's been on earth for a few days um, after his death. So, looking back at John 14 when he's explaining the Holy Spirit to the disciples, let's just read a little bit of it. We're going to read 15 through 21. Um, I really think this whole section is good. If you go back to it and read it, 15 through 31, totally recommend it. It's John 14, 15 through 31 again. So... If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you before long. The world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live, you also live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Um, so it's really confusing what he's saying here, because um, other places Jesus references how if you don't have the Holy Spirit, or even here he references it. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, it's hard to understand this concept of I and the Father and the Father and me and we're all together. Just like it's hard to understand the Trinity, the three in one. It's like, what in the world is this foreign concept? So I'm going to try to break it down to you for you to hopefully let you see um, a little different view of the Holy Spirit and how you should be desiring more of him in your life. And yes, we can have more of the Holy Spirit of lesser the Holy Spirit. Like you can be closer with a friend or farther away from a friend or, you know, like casual friends. That's kind of how it is with the Holy Spirit. You can allow him to have power and work in your life or he can just save you because by his stripes we are saved and the Holy Spirit is God's mark on us that we are saved. So every Christian has the Holy Spirit and we'll talk about that more in a little bit about um, Pentecost and Jesus receiving the Holy Spirit. 
So who is the Holy Spirit? He is an advocate, just like Jesus says, um, another advocate to help you and be with you forever. He's a helper. And in Psalms 119, he, um, we hear that he is a light unto our feet, you know, a lamp unto our path. So he guides us on a daily basis on the way that we should go in God's plans and in our lives. If we look to him, he can light our path. Let's look at a verse real quick. 2 Corinthians 6, 16. I live with them and walk among them, and I will be their God and they will be my people. In John 14, what we just read, we heard Jesus say that he has to go to the Father so that the Holy Spirit could come. And the way I think about this is that we are a body and a spirit. There's three parts to us, body, spirit, and soul. And our soul is comprised of emotions in our mind. Um, and then there's our spirit. So when we die, our spirit is separated from our body and we enter into eternal life or, um, you know, internal damnation if you're not a Christian. But um, I think about that in a sense is what happened with Jesus. He died and rose again, conquered death. But then when he ascended to heaven, he then again separated with his body to release the spirit on the people during Pentecost. So if we go to, let's just talk about Jesus' baptism into the Holy Spirit. It was also his baptism with water. When he was baptized by John with water, heaven opened up and a dove, what looked like a dove, floated down and rested on him. And God said, this is my son whom I'm well pleased. So you see in that moment that the two become one. Father and son are now united by the Holy Spirit that has just indwelled upon him. And in Pentecost, the same thing happens. The believers and the disciples of that time, Jesus is gone and they're together. And um, while they're praising and worshiping, heaven opens up again and they hear sounds and what looks like tongues of fire land on each of them. And in this moment, it's interesting because the tongues of fire, um, it's a tongue, right? So you think language and speaking. And then what happens is they begin to speak in different languages. And they begin to speak in tongues, which is where we get that saying. So the Holy Spirit at this time released that gift of speaking in the tongues, which I'll talk about in a later episode, and we'll get more into what that looks like on a personal level. Um, anyway, so we have these two instances where people are indwelled with the Holy Spirit, and Jesus was the first, just like he is the firstborn among many. He is the first son, and then we all become children of God through his sacrifice on the cross. So, him going into heaven, I picture it that he separates from his body and then the Holy Spirit comes and we can now impart, um, not impart, but we can now take part in having the indwelling of the Holy Spirit because not only are we cleansed, but then his spirit, we become the temples that were destroyed because he refers to his body as a temple several times and then you see in 
um, other times where Paul refers to our bodies as temples. So heaven opens up and Jesus is the door to heaven. The spirit, his spirit. So Jesus is spirit. He was, Jesus is the human. The Holy Spirit is Jesus's spirit because Jesus is the father in human form. So then his spirit is released on earth and now he has a decentralized way to interact with human beings living inside of us because we are the temples. So um, when we are baptized by the Holy Spirit, just as they were once baptized by water to be clean, so we are, we have um, people who have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit they lay hands on you and pray with you to receive the Holy Spirit. You have to believe to receive it. Yes, as I said earlier, that we all have the Holy Spirit, but you can be closer and farther apart. So this praying releases a new access to the Holy Spirit, just like the believers believed the believers' disciples at Pentecost believed Jesus died for their sins, but then they received the Holy Spirit. So, um, we see several different instances of what the Holy Spirit looks like in the Old Testament. So, let's talk about Joseph. It says in Genesis, when he's going through his, um, you know, really rough years in Egypt, um, that the Lord was with him. And what that meant was that the Holy Spirit was with him, giving him the ability to live with integrity in Potiphar's house, to um, interpret dreams in um, prison, and to then finally interpret the dream for Pharaoh. That is the Holy Spirit. We see that with Daniel when he is interpreting um, the dream, or not the dream, but the vision that the um, king has, the king of Babylon has while they're partying. And um, there are just so many instances in the Old Testament that specifically show you the Holy Spirit. Uh, it's just incredible that we miss it because we think, oh, Pentecost is after. And yes, that's the Holy Spirit. And it's a new way that all people can access the Holy Spirit. So, um, the Holy Spirit is an advocate. Um, he is in us, and that basically means that God the Father slash Jesus is also in us, because they're the same. It's just like God is God, then he became a human, and then when he ascended, he basically became a spirit again, and you know now indwells in us. So he will help you, and he will be with you forever. Because he lives inside of you and you are the temple. And, um, you know, nothing can separate you. Romans 8 says that. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Because you are now in him and God is love. So people can kill you, but that won't get the Holy Spirit out of you. The only way to be separated from the Holy Spirit is to reject it. And it talks about that. That's another subject. But um, you can reject God. But um, when you're talking about this with other people or you hear people at the church talk about the Holy Spirit, 
A lot of people are confused and they don't understand it. It sounds crazy to those who are not filled with the Holy Spirit. But he lives in you and he is with you. I will come to you. That's Jesus saying that after I go into heaven, I will come back as a spirit. And um, the world won't see him because now he's a spirit. Whereas before they could see his body. So they saw him in human form. But after they won't see the Holy Spirit. And you can have the Holy Spirit guiding you on a daily basis. And people can be like, oh, well, you know, why'd you do that or whatever? And you say, oh, God, you know, told me to. And they're like, what? God told you? Like, okay, like, what does that mean? Even Christians today, they don't understand, like, what it means to have God leading you and guiding you on a daily basis because they are not... um you know, it's like having that distant friend. They don't talk to them. They don't ask them to be involved. And they're missing out on such an abundant life that God gives us with the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. So um, the world won't see him, but you will because you have the Holy Spirit in you. So you know what your relationship is with the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, I live. Jesus died and rose again and had a body on earth, then ascends to heaven, then from heaven returned to earth on Pentecost as a spirit. So he lives forevermore as a spirit. Um, and he says that I live, you live. And this is what I was saying. Even if you die, you're not separated from the Holy Spirit because he is inside of you. And now your spirit is marked by him and you are forever one with Christ. Um, so that's when you go to eternity, you know, after you die, you go to heaven to be with Christ. I'm going to give you some examples now of the Holy Spirit in my life. So in the last episode, I told you about the scary drive I had in the rain. And another time that I had, um, specifically the Holy Spirit there was at the beginning of the drive when that song came on. Um, and both Kyle and I knew God was saying, do not worry, like I will protect you. We thought it was for a different reason. And then, you know, as the drive went on, I realized God was saying like, you're headed into a storm. I will, I am with you and I will protect you. Um, and another instance that I wanted to share is that on Pentecost this year, actually, um, I stayed home while my husband and kids went up to um, church with family and I was just going to relax and take the day off and I decided while I was relaxing I was doing little research on the Holy Spirit ironically I didn't remember that it was Pentecost at the time but I was doing research on the Holy Spirit because I've just been um, mulling over it really like what does it mean how do we relate to the Holy Spirit and um, I've been really interested in you know just living that out more in my daily life instead of just like the random times that I have in the past and it's not completely random I'm just saying random to let you know that I'm trying I was researching it for more because I want God more and um that's when I ran across the Bible Project Holy Spirit video. Um, but while I was sitting, after that went off, I started praying. And I was just like, God, you know, I want more of the Holy Spirit, please. Um, you know, 
give me a sense of the spirit right now. And what I was praying was generally when I sense the Holy Spirit, I get goosebumps and inside of me, I know because my spirit basically swells with joy and I get, um, I basically am so happy. Um, it's unlike anything else, but I like start to tear up and cry because I'm just, his spirit is so amazing. I mean, it's God. How can, there's no words. You cannot even describe the feeling of when you are experiencing his presence. While I was sitting there praying, it was literally like a couple seconds later, I was like, wait a second, what am I doing? I need to go to church. And I had planned not to go because I was going to relax. I need to go to our church because I know I feel the Holy Spirit um, during worship at the very least. I always, well, not always, but the majority of the time connect with the Father in praise and worship at church. So I start rushing because it's 9.50 and our church starts at 10. I start rushing, throw on clothes, get out the door, and I'm like thinking about obstacle, about obstacle, trying to get there because I want to be there for worship and that's first. Um, And I'm like, I don't care whatever happens. I just got to get there because I want to meet with God. I've got to get to church and meet with God today. And I just had this urgency in my spirit, like, I got to get there and um, get in my car. And while I'm driving, I get a text from my mom to the family that is talking about how today is Pentecost. And I'm like, I start laughing because, of course, I'm studying the Holy Spirit or, like, researching it. And now I'm rushing to church to, like, get more of the Holy Spirit and it's Pentecost. Um, More of the Holy Spirit, just experience the Holy Spirit, I should say. So I was super excited and thought that was so cool. Um, it's always cool when you realize God's talking to you and like the, the, it's like dominoes hitting one after the other after the other. You just know clearly it's the hand of God in your life and what he's saying to you. And I get to church, um, start worshiping. And while I'm in worship, uh, God starts speaking to me and the, he says something so left field and I'm like, okay, I know it's not just my head because here I am at church. I'm feeling the Holy Spirit move. It's powerful worship. Um, And he starts telling me these things that he's going to start doing in my life. And I'm like, God, you know, I know this is you, but okay, whatever you want, I'll do it. I surrender it and I'll do it. And I knew it was him because, like I said, it's a domino effect. You just know one after the other after the other that God is like, hey, blessing, hey, blessing, blessing, this is me. Hey, I have something to say to you. And another thing that um, I was sensing was that I just felt like I was Mary at the feet of Jesus, anointing Jesus' feet with um, oil and like, you know, crying over his feet, just wanting to worship him and Like, that is literally the only reason I was going to church that day was just to experience His Spirit and His presence and worship Him. And sometimes, more often than not, I'm going to God because I want something. It hasn't been until recently that I've been more in a place where I'm just like, God, I just want more of You. And realizing that everything else doesn't even matter. It's just I have to have more of God in my life. And 
um, he met me that day because what he started telling me, um, you know, right after worship was over, someone gave up and got up, gave up, got up and gave a testimony. And it was just repeating, um, what God had said to me and confirming it. And then the sermon, they even said some things that confirmed what God had said to me. And then I was feeling like, okay, I need a, they have an altar call, but it's prayer for anything at the end. It's not just like salvation after church is over. They have people up at the front that will pray over you and, you know, prophesy and whatever. So I was really feeling like, okay, I need to go up there and be prayed over. And I did not want to go. I wanted to come to church, but I did not want to be prayed over because I wanted to go home and spend the rest of my day relaxing before my kids got home. So I walked out of the church and I got all the way to my car and I was thinking the whole way, like, I've got to turn around. I've got to go in and be prayed over. I've got to be prayed over. I'm going to regret it if I don't. And I knew it was the Holy Spirit nudging me back in. So I, I, it felt like I was fighting everything in me. I turned around and made myself walk back in. And I, I was standing there like judging the people who were praying over, um, over people. And I was repenting over that. And while I'm standing there, you know, like you think about it, you want the pastor to pray over you or whatever, you know, you have it in your head, how things want are supposed to happen. And so while I'm standing there, I'm just repenting and holding myself in place and trying to get myself to be patient because I did not want to be prayed over. My my flesh did not, but my spirit knew that that's where I needed to be. So when it was finally my turn, I went up there. They're like, oh, you know, uh, what can we pray for you? And I was like, well, I don't, you know, I don't know. I just know that God told me to come be prayed over. And... (laughs) It puts the people on the spot because they're like, oh, God, okay. Well, you know, God, hopefully you have something to say to this lady because here she is. But when you expect God to speak, he will speak to you. There's very rarely I feel like that God is just silent because he wants to be in relationship to you, with you. He wants to speak to you. He has a plan and purpose for your life, and he will speak into that. So... Sure enough, um, they start praying over me. At first, it's like, okay, you know, it's kind of, it kind of feels like a, you know, someone you're in a a palm reading and they're like, I see some, I see a a relationship or whatever. Do you have a troubled relationship? And it feels like they're just guessing. And that's not the Holy Spirit. You're like, okay, yeah, I have, I have a relationship or whatever. Um, And I did think, I was like, okay, sure, whatever. They said something about having a heavy burden or whatever. And I was like, okay, sure, yeah, I'm a mom. Who doesn't, right? But then, you know, they started speaking in tongues and waiting for the Holy Spirit to move. And then the guy starts speaking. And he starts speaking exactly the things that God had been saying to me in worship. He was verbalizing them. And it made me start crying because it wasn't that I hadn't heard him in worship. It was confirmation that that was God. And there's nothing more powerful than when God is repeating something over to you, over and over and over to you again. It's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And you know it's God. It's kind of like uh, when Joseph had the two dreams. It was confirmation that it was going to happen and he could believe it. Because God is faithful. So, you know, 
they're praying over me, I start bawling and like crying. And it's not like I was upset or anything. It's just a reaction. Your spirit reacts when God is moving. It's like um, the pastor described it as sound waves. And when they come into synchronization, it just makes your body react because it is so powerful and wonderful and amazing in a good way. So I left that day on Pentecost Day. This was not the first time God has spoken to me or this experience had happened. But it is the most one of the most recent ones. And I can't tell you that um, I regret it because I love it. And I would go spend every single day in the church to just be in God's presence. Because being in His presence is better than any other time. That I have no matter what. Hands down. It's where I was made to be. So I hope that this podcast. You understand a little bit better. About the Holy Spirit. And how he is Jesus. um, Come down in spirit form. To indwell in you. To walk with you. On a daily basis. Not just in church on Pentecost. But on a daily basis. To experience his spirit inside of you nudging you and telling you that he loves you that he will care for you and then he has plans and purposes for you that no one can stop if you have a lot of questions we all do uh, let me know I would love to share more with you and next episode I will be talking about um, speaking in tongues a little bit and what that looks like And I really hope you enjoy this podcast. I'll see you next time.